0: You're listening to the Engaging Missions Radio Show, Episode 28, with Jeff and Brianna Butterworth. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Radio Show. If you care about missions, this is the place for you. Whether you're actively involved in ministry and missions, are considering missions, or serve God in the marketplace with a heart for God's kingdom, you're in the right place. Join us each week for inspiration, encouragement, resources, and so much more as we delight in the things that God is doing all around the world. All right, let's get started. This week's guests are Jeff and Brianna Butterworth. You might remember Jeff's name from Brent and Temple Kundal's interview just a few months ago. We actually recorded that interview in Jeff's studio, Sound Paradigm Studio. Jeff and Brianna are not full time vocational ministers. They both work in the marketplace here in the U.S., and they're part of a worship band, Paradigm Worship International. Earlier this year, they took a short-term trip with that band into Latvia, and I'm really excited to hear more about that trip. I really enjoy having a wide range of guests on this show, and I hope that you enjoy hearing and learning what God is doing in and through different kinds of ministries and missions. Okay, Jeff and Brianna, I've given just a little introduction. Now, why don't you take a minute and tell us about yourself and your ministry? We'd like to get to know you personally.
1: Sure. We'd like to thank you for having us on, Brian. And uh, um, I have done worship since I was 12 years old. As soon as I learned how to play a keyboard, I was worshiping in um, my dad's storefront church. And I've done uh, youth ministry and worship ever since after college for years in different churches. And then, uh, several years ago, um, God started putting on my heart and calling me to, uh, begin doing a lot of writing and going out to minister where he would send me and it took several years to kind of materialize my wife and I, now we both do, um, take part in the same worship and the same leading of worship. And, um, We've just developed a heart to go wherever God asks us to go, and um, we have a passion to help people enter the presence of God because that's uh, uh, the place where people can really you know hear from him and, and be changed and we've also been involved in teaching um, teaching about worship and teaching other worship leaders how um, how to better enter the throne room and help lead others into the throne room of God. And and uh, we've been also having a, a heart to go to other countries and um, wherever God sends us, you know, he knows why he wants us there. Sometimes we don't know why he wants us there. And sometimes um, it's places that really there. Wow. OK. But we're willing to go and those places and uh we've just seen some really amazing things as we've been um focusing on just go where he sends us and uh, that's what we've we've been doing and also um going places that can't afford us and that's I guess what somewhat makes us a missionary because you know if if we were just getting paid and going where we're getting paid then you know it would be a little different but that is um one way that we've been going out and sowing into some other nations by um, um, going where he calls us to go where they really don 't have the money to bring us, and um, that's what we've been we've been focusing on just sowing seeds in the area of of worship and helping people the church all over the world and wherever we can go um, to move into god 's presence
0: well that's great, and thank you for sharing that now. This wasn't in the questions that I mentioned, so I hope it's okay that I ask. But you two are really only two members of the Paradigm Worship International. Can you share a little bit about that group?
1: That's right. that, that is a group that is is a as a band, and it is centered around that um, that vision. And we are made up of a few different couples right now. Um, ourselves being one of them. And then, uh, Dallas and Hannah McCain, um, Hannah's the only one that doesn't do music, but she helps a lot with, um, helping with the table and the products and some of the organizing and Andy and Dana Baker have been our, uh, contacts in Europe and guitar player and singer, um, and just great in creativity. And we've also been working with, um, Austin and Autumn Ward, um, when, when he can, he's also in some other bands, so he's quite busy, but he's been, uh, coming with us when he can and just got a great heart for God. And, and we are kind of centered around that vision of going and, um, going to places where, you know, maybe some remote places. One of the members, Dana Baker was a missionary in, in the Ukraine for over six years and has a lot of contacts all over that region. And some of that has come out of, her heart and, and, uh, going to some of those places. And, um, that's the k- kind of the group that God has formed for that ministry.
0: Wow. You know, I'm so excited to hear about your heart to go places that can't afford you. you know, as a, as a musician myself, that's not really the thing you look for. That's not really the thing you go to college for when you're, you know, going. Hey, I think I want to be a musician, but I, I really appreciate that about your heart. I think that's great. Now that we know you a little bit, can you share with us a scripture or maybe a motivational quote that's really been meaningful to you, and then share with us how that scripture or that quote has really shaped your behavior?
1: Absolutely. Uh, the scripture that um, well, I do a lot of singing the psalms sometimes in my worship times, in my personal worship times. And uh, um, several years ago, I happened to be singing, just spontaneously singing Psalm 24, 6. And I got to the, um, the scripture that says, Such is the generation that seeks your face, God. And it had just finished talking about um, who can ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who who can go up to his mountain? Those who have clean hands and a pure heart. And I just I found myself singing it over and over again and over again, and I couldn't get off it. And before I knew it, I was praying and interceding and lost in in this intercession and crying out for this generation. And um, after praying about that for a few days, it was it was really profound experience. Um, I, uh, it was, it kind of came to us that this is probably our mission statement. We really believe that God was showing us that that scripture was our mission statement. And so when we're creating music or when we're deciding somewhere to go, we're actually, um, I know definitely in my mind it's always there that I'm, I'm wondering, is this, Going to call a generation to see God's face. Like, is there a call in this? And that's the kind of music that we're trying to create. And I'll probably share a little bit later of some testimonies we actually got uh, from our recent ministry where that actually happened, which was really awesome. But that that scripture has become kind of my central purpose for <laughs> being on earth. You know, just just to uh, to call a whole generation as many as we can find in remote places wherever to seek God's face.
0: Wow, I'm I'm so excited to hear that. And before we go on to the next question, for those listening, I just wanna key in on one thing that Jeff shared, uh, not so much the scripture, but the fact that he was he has this quiet time where he's singing and worshiping. And during that time, God spoke to him and brought this to him in a very specific way. I believe that God speaks to each of us differently. For me, God tends to speak to me when I'm thinking. For a guest that I was talking to earlier this morning, she tends to get dreams and visions. God speaks to people differently. And as Jeff has realized how God's spoken to him, I think that God used that to bring this to his mind. Jeff, d- does that sound right?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, I really believe that when you're ministering, that um, it's it's really what happens between you and God when nobody's around that creates what happens during that ministry. And, um, one thing in the more in the last couple of years (laughs) being a worship leader, I realized I ought to be worshiping. And I can honestly say that I literally worship every day. And, um, I found actually in the last recent year, year or two, that I love walking and going out walking and I will go walking and, uh, I'll put my my headphones in, so people walking by don't think I'm crazy. But I'll just I'll literally have a little worship service, and it's the first thing I do um, when I wake up. And if I don't have time, sometimes it ends up being in the car. But I'll start by worshiping Him, and I realize that's because I um, am kind of uniquely made a worshiper. That is is uh, kind of a central way that I've found that is really you know the way I need to connect with God first and then I'll maybe read the Bible and do other things. But I believe when you're doing that that you won't have to worry about ministry because it will just come out of you.
0: Well wow, this this took a totally different direction than I expected, but we prayed that God would speak through us and guide our guide us through this conversation. So I believe that he's doing something. I, I do want to go on to the next the next question though, where we talk about a challenge in your life because we know that life isn't always easy. You know, we like these mountaintop experiences, but we forget sometimes that there's a valley before that, and we forget sometimes that we have to climb a hill. So I'd like for you to share a time in your life, either Jeff or Brianna, when you had some kind of challenge or some kind of uh, failure that you were facing. And share with us what that was and kind of bring us to that place in your life, and then share with us what God did.
2: Yeah, um, I can talk about that a little bit. Um, In this last trip... To Latvia I and mean, we have several stories about how God has come through for us financially and you know proved his faithfulness in that area but one way that he really came through on this last trip that surprised us and me especially was in the area of healing and we had planned this trip to Latvia you know several months ago like what last fall sometime. So it had been in the works for quite a long time. And then this past February, I actually, you know, lost my father in a, in a car accident. And so I was kind of wrestling within myself, feeling incredibly broken, you know, by that loss and the grief that had hit me. And it really affected Jeff and I, you know, cause we're one, but, um, I was just thinking how, how am I going to minister to other people when I feel so broken? you know myself and and I wanted to be obedient to god's calling and and to go, but I just was really needing him to to come through for me in that area and so he showed me a vision of this giant like ceramic jar and it was um, had cracks and and it was broken and it was being filled with His presence, and that was what was going to heal it. It couldn't be filled with, um, you know, the gifts or anything else that other people would draw from just yet because it had to be healed first with God's presence. And he was just speaking to me that, you know, during the worship times, he was going to fill me with himself, and that's what was going to bring healing. And that he not only intended to heal me, but to bring glory to himself through the healing and as a, an artist and working with ceramics, I was thinking about you know the physical um, process of restoring a ceramic jar. I'm like, how would that actually work? you know would you glue it or because um, you couldn't refire it that would destroy the piece? And so I started to research a little bit because he started to lead me down that road and I discovered a Japanese art form that took broken pieces of pottery and it would mend it with gold. Hmm. And the the whole point was to bring emphasis to the repair and the mending. And in the Japanese eyes, they think that they're adding more beauty to the piece than it had before. And so God was just really saying that I I know how broken you are have, you know, felt and, and, but with my restoring you and putting you back together, like that brings me glory and, and I can show that I can heal other people and that I can still use them through that time, you know, so that was the way he came through for, you know, us.
0: Well, wow, That's a very powerful story. And with that, we're actually going to go ahead and move to the other end of the spectrum. So we've talked about a challenge, but we also have those times when there's a moment of revelation, when God just sort of, maybe sometimes parts the skies and kind of gives us that shaft of light experience where he illuminates something to us. Uh, or sometimes it's something that we walk out over a season. But can you share with us a time in your journey when that happened, when God revealed something to you? And then share with us what you did to take what God showed you and run with it.
1: Sure, yeah. It, it, for me, it's more what uh, what you said being a see, a season or a process, I guess. Yeah. And what uh, what I would say... It is. is, There are a lot of distractions in life, and they seem to get more and more the more that technology increases, the more we have more accounts. We have Facebooks, we have Twitters, we have um, passwords to remember, we have different tax records to keep up with. And uh, us starting ministry, there's like all these financial, you know, we we have tax records, we've got to keep track of of um, different CD sales or different things like that. Um, And it just gets to be a mountain of stuff. And over time, I guess the, the shaft of light that I hope is growing more and more is um, God has really kind of put on my heart to not worry so much about the money, but to simply to make it simple and to try to find simplicity and, and just find out, where God wants us to go and try to go there. You know, we may, if he wants us to go, I know he's probably given us the tools we need and we just have to give it our best shot and go, you know, like um, it's, it. it's just so easy to get lost in all the details. And um, for me, that's what it is. Just find out where God wants you to go and go. Cause you know, I mean, we really want to live by assignment. We want to live by, um, what he's calling us to do, and and just do our best to do it. You know, just do our the best that we can is all we can do, really. Yeah.
0: Now we're going to go ahead and move to the present day. We'd like to hear something that's going on currently in your your life or your ministry. Either something that's happening right now, or something that you see coming in the future.
1: Yeah, we uh, as as we had mentioned before, we are currently going places and endeavoring to go places sort of in the form of a missions organization too, um where not a lot of people if if any want to go to and uh you know we we've just heard some terrible things in the news about the ukraine um that's on our list yeah and it hasn't come off our list since planes have been getting shot out of the sky. We may uh, decide to take a train, though, into, <laughs> into town uh, because I'm not really looking you know, looking to get shot out of the sky. Um, but we're wanting to go places where a few people will go. And um, the cool thing is what we found there is that God is doing an incredible work there. That maybe the enemy overlooked because of that reason. And what's what's so cool about it is, um, it was so ripe. Some of the places we went in in Lapia, where they were kind of way out in the country, but some of those towns were so ripe that um, we uh, were take, took part in a festival and we um, kind of headlined. Um, the The main concert, and it was centered around a church that had been there for three hundred years mm. um, that only had ten people going to it. And the goal was to encourage that church, and the goal was to um, just you know bring bring the love of God to that community. And so we put on all kinds of s- seminars and then we played music, and uh, the s- the sun in in the summer doesn't go down till sometimes after midnight. And so the people, they want to come out, and the whole town came out. And wow. it was a town of about 1,500. They were all there. And not only were they all there, they loved music. And so we were doing basically what would have been considered a worship service. And if you looked out there, you would think it was a group of just nothing but Christians that had gathered. And there were there were a lot of believers there. But at the same time. Time, there was probably just as many non-believers there um, <laughs> and they were having the time of their lives. it was it was like the most incredible worship service and the same thing you feel in an incredible worship service where God's presence is, but there are people there that may not know God all over the place. And what was cool that by the end of that week, there were over a hundred people going to the church. Wow, so a church that was nearly, you know, in the ground, we were able to see, you know, be encouraged to the point where it's pretty strong now. And um, uh, we also got the opportunity while we were there to teach worship leaders from six different countries. Um, And there were people that had come to be a part of the ministering teams. Um, But somehow we got the privilege of of teaching them about uh, worship and about entering the presence of God and, and uh, how to, you know, just things about worship. And there were people there um, from Latvia, from Estonia, Mm -hmm. Lithuania, from Poland, from Belgium and from Holland. And it, it was just so incredible. We would worship for two hours and they would say, could you play longer? (laughs) Could you do more? And we literally, I, I taught on a, worship one day for an hour and they kept asking questions and they're like could we go longer could we meet again tomorrow it was just the hunger that was there was just incredible and i think that's because some of these places are overlooked and uh not only that but they're kind of people rising up out of that country that are touching the surrounding nations in a big way Um, There was a a filmmaker that we connected with and uh, we're going to be we're looking at probably working with him to help him complete some of his films. And he's just incredible, passionate and very talented guy. He can take, um, he, people send him movies from all over the world, um, in editing and he will take, um, you know, tables and move them and he'll take, um, um, you know, light sockets they don't want there and erase them. And he's just very passionate, but he's very talented. And we believe that, you know, one of the, one of the, um, things that we went there to share was about creativity and we didn't know what was there. But when we, that was what God put on our heart. You know, they asked us, what do we want to share? And I kept getting creativity. When we went there, it was mind blowing how, how that was God because there was creativity like I've never seen erupting out of, out of that place. And, uh, um, we actually had run across a, after we decided we were going to speak on creativity, we actually uh, uh, ran across a, uh, a prophetic word from Redding, California, uh, from the Bethel Church there that um, was saying that Latvia was going to be—there was going to be explosion of creativity to the surrounding nations. Mm-hmm. We're like, wow, we must we really need to talk about that then. Yeah. And we went, and lo and behold, we're—I we're, um, wish everyone could have seen that guy's face. Yanis um, was his name. Uh, When we told him about that and and tried to encourage him and say, "Man, you are going to do great things for God." He's he's doing a Jesus film right now, a documentary, and he's filming um, in places like Jerusalem and all over. And uh, his face lit up, and it was just incredible um, to see what God was doing, encouraging him. And then uh, the worship leaders were just incredible um, that we were helping, you know, just encourage. And they're going back to their churches and their places where they minister in in those six different countries. And, um, you know, we didn't really know that's what God had in store for us when we went to Latvia. We just, the opportunity came to play in a festival, do some worship, and we're like, I don't know, we got a piece about it, so we're going to go. Yeah. (laughs)
0: That's great. You know, um, a, a few weeks ago, I was talking to Caleb Suko, who's a missionary to Ukraine. He's actually in Ukraine right now. And he mentioned one thing that they're working on now, which is developing distance learning curriculum because um, so much of the the area where they're in, not the specific town, but the, the region, there are, there's difficulty traveling or people who are Russian speaking, but they're in a country that's not open to the gospel and that they've found that that's also a way for them to offer that teaching, and I just want to throw that out there for you for you as something to maybe consider as you've been developing these relationships. That maybe there's an opportunity also to do some distance learning uh, with these people you're connected with. Um, I do want to go ahead and move move along though. We are at about the uh, 22 or 23 minute mark, so I I want to be sensitive to the time, um, and so we'll just move on to the next question. Uh, we do know that not everyone is called to vocational ministry. In fact. Um, neither of you are right now in what we would consider traditional vocational ministry. Our audience is primarily people in the U.S. who operate in the marketplace, but they care deeply about missions. What would you say to somebody who feels called to the marketplace, but they're starting to wonder if what they do in business is really mattering in the kingdom?
2: Hmm. I would um, say that it's all about perspective, that what they're doing does matter but maybe it's about them asking god why they're at that particular job or in that field maybe asking what their purpose is in that place because a lot of times god will put us somewhere it's not overtly a mission field but any place any time can be turned into a mission's opportunity if we're sharing about the gospel and about Jesus and and sharing light and hope and um, love. So if they ask, what is the purpose of me being here? Maybe it's to make a connection with someone that um, I'll need down the road. Or perhaps it's uh, to gain a new skill that I'll need later, or to grow in compassion for people. I know that when um, I spent some time working at Starbucks, I realized that, okay, this is not my calling for my life, but God obviously has me here for a time, so what is my purpose in this time? And out of that, I met um, Autumn, who is the wife of our uh, the bass player that plays with us, and we just had this connection with an amazing couple and a new friendship that Uh, grew out of that and i also um god was trying to teach me a lot about people um drawing me out of my own home to interact with people on a daily basis and to grow in compassion for people so that's what i would say about that my mom would um tell me that you know to be a light sometimes that calls for us to go into dark places and it's about bringing our gifts um whether it's in any creative medium, you know, maybe it's singing, writing, painting, um, but using those as a way to express who God is or to bring um, bring Christ into an environment, you know.
0: That's good. I'm sure that there are also some people listening who are currently supporting a missionary, either financially or in prayer, but they want to do more. If they really wanted to level up their game, what's one thing they could do to further support or encourage a missionary?
1: one thing they could do is, um, possibly become a monthly supporter. Um, one of the, the ways that we're stepping out for next year is, is to try to try to jump ahead. We've already been invited back uh, to the places we went and to about (laughs) three other places. Nice. Nice. And, uh, they are actually bless their hearts. I mean, they don't have much money. They're trying to raise money to get us back. That's how much they want us to come back. And, um, and so, you know, like people like us, we need um, some monthly supporters because uh, when it comes down to the time, sometimes it can wreak havoc on our own finances yeah. um, because whatever doesn't come in somehow, you know, and God was faithful. I, you know, some of the different work I do, the pay comes at different times. It would often come the day we needed money for something. <laughs> in fact, that happened three or four times uh, during this trip. Uh, but one of the ways is to maybe become a monthly supporter, and we have our our uh, page is paradigmworshipinternational.com. dot com, and there's there's a button on the front page that uh, will take you to a, a fantastic organization that we're a part of called um, Artists and Christian Testimony, it's ACT, and who's based also out of um, the greater Nashville area. Uh, they're based over in Brentwood, Franklin, and they um, are a financial accountability and, um, you know, help with the nonprofit and tax stuff. And um, and it has an option on there for monthly supporters. And um, that's that's something that, that people can do to help. I mean, every little bit helps, to be honest. Just every – it just – everything works together, you know, and a little gift counts a lot sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks, Jeff. And now it is time for us to go ahead and transition to the speed round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back with your amazing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's one thing you wish you would have known before you started out?
1: I wish I would have known to keep it simple, the KISS principle. (laughs) Um, And to keep the basics as the, as the main things and uh, not let the, the things that are, that seem bigger, that are insignificant be on the forefront. That's
0: definitely one thing for me. What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: I would say it was a man named Pete Fisher who does prayer, um, prayer retreats. um, And was also the associate pastor at one of the churches I was at. He, said um jeff you know you have uh, some really great talents and gifts he said but even as great as your talents are i want you to always remember that your best number one gift is your heart for god and you know he would say that a lot and it really got me to thinking about that (laughs) you know just that it's having a heart for god and cultivating that is more important than any giftedness you have even
0: can you share one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to the success you've seen?
1: Um, I would definitely say that the private worship is has been a huge thing for me. Just worshiping, learning to worship God in private, and um, do you like to say one of yours?
2: Oh yeah, it's, I would agree with that. Staying in God's presence—that that is really the key because that's where we hear. God's instructions for our life, but then we also gain the strength to carry those instructions out, um, by his Holy spirit. So that's really important. And it keeps everything in perspective and, um, our focus on the right thing, which is, you know, on him.
0: That's actually not surprising for me to hear from you. That's kind of what I expected to hear. Do you have an internet resource that you could share with our listeners?
1: Uh, yes, it, it is uh, the paradigm worship dot com, but we also have a blog that we've been doing a lot on and you can reach that.
2: That the blog he's referring to is the paradigm worship dot But some places that we go to um, ourselves when we're you know seeking other resources to learn about what other um, believers are doing, uh, we go to Bethelredding.com. And, um, kind of, that's a great resource cause they're really equipping their church to go out into the community and to heal people and to, you know, bring words to people. So we, we like to go to that website a lot.
0: Okay. And do you have one book that you would recommend for our listeners?
1: I can't just do one because okay. of the books. I've got two, uh, experiencing the depths of, of Jesus Christ by Janine Guyan. It's just an incredible, um, Book and also one that really deals a lot with worship that I feel has a lot of important stuff is a book called The Glory by Ruth Heflin.
0: Okay. And for those listening, all of these resources and everything will be linked up in the show notes. That will be at engagingmissions.com slash Butterworth. So if you miss one of those websites or something, you can just go right there and we'll have it linked straight up for you. Now, we're going to go a little bit deeper. And Jeff and Brianna, we've we've run just about 30 minutes. Is it OK if we take just a few more minutes to kind of tidy this up?
2: Sure. sure. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I do want to go just a little bit deeper and focus a little bit on the perspective and some ministry advice from you. This is our chance to learn from your experiences. What would you tell somebody who's in the U.S. or in North America and who's realized that their neighbors and coworkers are from a country that we would have maybe considered missionary territory just a few years ago?
2: Um, What I would say is it's about building relationships first. And, you know, really try to get to know those people, those neighbors, Um, reach out to them and try to get to know them for who they are. And then once you do that, maybe you can see if there's any practical ways you can help them. Perhaps, you know, if they just came to... Our country, you know, maybe they need help practicing with English or maybe um, they need a ride to the grocery store. Our neighbor, um, she's Chinese, and so she's needed several rides to the grocery store and and things like that from several friends. And and maybe it's just... um, They need a new friend. You know, it's a new environment. Maybe they need a new friend, someone to listen to. And once you build that relationship and build trust up, then you can look and pray for opportunities to share um, God with them. And maybe it's just sharing hope and love with them that they've never experienced before.
0: Okay. And this next question might be an extension of what you just shared. Um, what's one thing that someone could do to get started discipling and ministering the love of Christ to a neighbor or a coworker whose heritage is from another culture?
2: Um, I would definitely recommend researching about that culture, you know, to, to be um, respectful of them and try to be aware of things that may offend them so that you can avoid those things and then once you have an awareness of what their culture is maybe then you can find a way to invite them over for a meal you know that they would enjoy um or you know go to their house and introduce yourselves you know become become friends like on a name by name basis
0: okay Um, Now, this last one might be a little bit tricky, so if you need to, you can take a minute to think about it. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning. It's your first day of ministry in a brand new country, and you don't really know anybody there yet. You still have all your experience and knowledge, you're 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 together as a family, and your food and shelter are covered. But all you have is what we might consider resources, are a laptop and $500 US. What do you do in the next seven days?
1: Now you probably know the first thing I can say because I happen to know you and I are both Mac guys. But if it was a PC, I'd probably spend the next seven days just trying to get the darn thing to work. <laughs> <laughs> but but if uh, if I had a Mac, there's a lot I could do. Um, and that's I'm not working for Mac and trying to give a commercial there. But um, I would I would find um, the nearest church or ministry and. As quick as I could that's actually doing, you know, reaching out into the community and try to partner with them. I'd probably buy a bunch of blank CDs and just start recording worship out on the streets and and distributing it to people and going to find people who are doing worship and start encouraging them and 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 helping them and um, just, you know, part, try to find out what God's doing and partner with it.
0: That's great. I appreciate your servant's heart on that. Now, we're almost done I'm looking just for one last piece of advice uh, and then the best way for us to get in touch with you. Then we'll say goodbye.
1: I would say keep the basics first. I mean, the basics of worship, um, being centered around the Bible, uh, prayer, and, and then let God do the rest. Um, just do your best, the best that you can, and let God do the rest. And I'll let my wife share the, the resources.
2: Uh, two ways to connect with us. We have a website, which is ParadigmWorshipInternational.com. And then we also keep up a blog, uh, ParadigmWorship.intl.blogspot.com. And there we will put up you know, various blogs or videos or other resources that um, have spoken to us.
1: And we also like helping ministry people record. Uh, projects. So I also want to throw in there, um, the website, um, sound and, um, they can learn about how they can get quality recordings. If there are mus- musicians and worshipers that want to get their music out there.
0: Okay. That's great. And I'm glad that you shared that Jeff and Brianna. Thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate your time and your generosity.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much to Jeff and Brianna for being available for this. I really enjoyed the conversation, and I really hope that you did too. Now, I know Jeff and Brianna personally. I've known them for several years, so this was really meaningful to me. Uh, Over the years, we haven't stayed as connected as we used to be, and to hear the stories of what God has done in their lives and where he's directing them has been amazing. As I mentioned during the show, all of the show notes, which would be links to everything that they talked about, as well as highlights of the things that we talked about, that will be available at engagingmissions.com slash Butterworth or slash 28, as in the number 28. If you are a musician or a worship leader, and as you were listening to this interview or maybe even leading into this interview, if you felt like God is leading you in a similar direction to what Jeff and Brianna are doing, I'd recommend that you connect with them. I am absolutely certain that they'd love to hear from you and share what they know. I know them personally, and I know that this is not about their glory. This is about God's glory, and they're very generous. Also, be ready for next week's interview. I connected with another worship leader who's doing something similar to Jeff and Brianna, and in next week's interview, he's going to share some wonderful insights as well. And I just want to put this out there because when I see patterns developing like this, I start to think that maybe God is up to something, and maybe there's something that we should be anticipating. So I'm anticipating good things to come out of this, and I'd like for you to do that too, especially if you're a musician, maybe an audio technician, or someone involved in worship leadership where you are starting to wonder if God is directing you to do something. If you have any feedback for the show, comments, suggestions, or anything like that, I'd love it if you'd shoot me a note to feedback at engagingmissions.com. And also if you have any questions or comments about this specific episode, you can certainly leave those in the comments section of the show notes. That would be again at engagingmissions.com slash Butterworth or slash 28. Finally, if you did enjoy this show, whether it's your first time and you're connected to Jeff and Brianna personally, or whether you've been a long time listener to the show, your rating and review in iTunes really means a lot. Uh, Not only does it mean something to me personally because it helps me know whether or not I'm connecting with what you need and what God is uh, leading me to do to impact your life, but it also helps raise visibility for the show. It helps us in the rankings, if you will, which means that as people search for missionary stuff or things that they, they're looking for, if those are things that we offer, it becomes something more likely for them to find, which means more people will be connecting with missionaries like Jeff and Brianna or the other 27 interviews that we've had up so far or the ones that are coming in the future. If you've never subscribed in iTunes, if you've never left a rating and review, it can seem a little daunting sometimes, but it's really not that hard. And I actually have a short video. It's about four minutes long at engagingmissions.com slash iTunes that has everything that you need to know. It doesn't provide you a suggestion of what you should write because really I'm looking for your voice. But if that's something that you're interested in doing, visit engagingmissions.com slash iTunes and that'll have everything that you need. And I would really appreciate it. One last thing, and I know that I say this almost every episode, but Whether you're joining us for the very first time or whether you've been a, a subscriber since the very beginning, I'm just so thankful that you're here. It's great to know that people are connecting with the stories of missionaries, that people are learning from what missionaries know and are being able to take that and apply it. And I guess that's one last thing that I hadn't thought about. If you've been able to apply something that someone has shared on one of these shows, or if you have a favorite question that really speaks to you and provides encouragement, I'd love to hear that as well. And those, again, you can send to feedback at engagingmissions.com. You can leave them as comments in in the comments section of the show notes, or maybe that could be part of your rating and review in iTunes. You can do with that what you'd like, but I'm just so thankful that you're here. This has been the Engaging Missions Radio Show. Thanks so much for listening. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next week.